go here we go go off the audio here or yeah we'll just use skype i think skype did all right with for us last time around until somebody actually complains again because it really it was mainly teague's brother that was complaining i think to be honest yeah, and he's, he's gone yeah you think he's, he's your brother you don't know you're not sure <laughs> don't talk to him i mean do you mean from the group or from life i mean jesus you should know that yeah yeah just from the group i think <laughs> But uh, we are here in episode 44 of the Current Gen Podcast, and we're trying to figure things out with audio, video, all that. Curious to get feedback from those of you who are watching or listening. What do you prefer? Do you, are you okay with the audio quality if you're just listening? Uh, or do you, you know, is it subpar now? The last couple of weeks, we've just used Skype audio. Um, the alternative is we each record our own local audio. We each send it to Tim, and then Tim spends a couple hours matching everything up, getting it right, and exporting so I don't want to be lazy if it sounds that much better. You know, I don't mind putting the work in, but I'm curious what all of you who are currently watching and listening think. Uh, give us feedback if you've got an opinion on that one. I'm going to speak uh, for Derek because obviously I don't care because I'm a jerk and Derek's very nice that Derek appreciates you doing all that work. So, <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Appreciate you saying that, man. <laughs> I don't I've care. Always, I've always appreciated them. All right. So before we get into the show... Let's help Derek pick out a new background together because the yellow is destroying my retinas. And it's been yeah, like people are tired of the yellow and then just text that says, hey, sorry, whoops, or something, you know. So let's select a new image for Derek. Derek, why don't you <laughs> there you go? Well, wow, that's him. You gotta do the you gotta do the starter, the um, you know, apps the company starter company, whatever. Startup company, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that. So what bad. is that? It's a so lot of goop. a lot of flamboyant goop. I was actually thinking that we have you do a screen share? We get on Google and just search Derek, and the first couple images that come up, we got to pick from one of those. All right. And yeah. We'll see what, and we'll see what we get. Um, but so while Derek's doing that, listen, we've got uh, we are in 2021. We are in the new year. We did it. We made it. Um, it's funny. I saw. I think it was Kyle who posted this, and I love that guy. He said something like, uh, "Sorry that it, everything didn't magically reset." <laughs> when when the calendar moved to the next day, just... I mean, is he sure? Because that's what happens, though, right? Everyone's all like, "Yeah, goodbye that previous year. Welcome the new year." Yeah, yeah you so know, I start like... to get a little jaded as I look through whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or even just in general reading articles. The folks who I think they're trying to be funny, but they actually have disdain for a year on the calendar because of things that happened. Mm. And and I st- at first I'm like, yeah, I get it. It was a crazy year, mainly because of the pandemic. I think everything else was pretty standard year in my opinion. I think the pandemic threw everything for a loop. But uh, yeah. anyway, I mean, I you know some people are just. It's like how some people like I don't know believe on believe in karma or like kind of things like that that are sort of supernatural or like not real. Um, <laughs> you yeah. know, people people associate you know all of the bad juju and all the bad crap that happened with 2020 with that number. It's just like yep. that's a number, but they're like, yeah, bad stuff happened, so that year was bad, and this next year everything starts over and it'll be great. And it's like, well, 
good things can happen at any time and bad things can happen at any time. You know? So then let's do this. Let's each name one good thing that happened in 2020, whether it's video game related or not, doesn't matter. Uh, I'll start. I'll say I think launching this podcast with you guys has been a highlight for me each week. I know sometimes it gets to the end of the week and it's like, oh, when are we going to record? Like I've got a lot of other stuff going on. But even then, once we start talking, this is just a great escape for me from the craziness of reality, regardless of what year it is. It's just nice. So I've really enjoyed doing the podcast with you guys. That's been a positive for me. That's been a good 2020 thing. Anything yeah. good from 2020 for, me, for you guys? I mean, I bought a house. Yeah, so man. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I mean, I, I, you know, because my wife gets like more frustrated with it than I do, but it's like realistically, even when you buy a house where somebody's done a lot of work to it and then they're trying to sell it, like there's still going to be things that they didn't do that then you yeah, have to totally. drop money on. And unfortunately, we had to drop a few thousand dollars on some stuff, but, yeah. you know, it wasn't a new roof. New roofs are very expensive or uh, yep. a new septic. Those are very expensive. So thankfully, you know, it wasn't unbearably terrible, but, you know, we have a house and it's it's very nice. It's very quiet here, you know, so yep. I like it. It's very nice. And also recording with you guys, you know. Dude, new house, that's a big one. Yeah. And then uh, looks like Teague found himself a nice background. <laughs> is that actually you? Is that the guy from 98 <laughs> Degrees? Who is that? I think it's actually Derek. It's alternate it's a Derek meme, and it's like something douchebag Derek. <laughs> Is that you? For from those of you who timeline? are just listening, it shows a guy, very white dude with the tank top. Looks, I mean, he looks like it could be a younger version of me. Yeah, he's got his hat on backwards and crooked because he's cool. It it straight up looks like like a like how Marvel has like the you know all the different universes. It's like different universe Derek. That's just straight up what it is. Like it is douchebag Derek. That's right. What does it say? Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you a new meme. Douchebag, Derek. <laughs> so wait, uh, let me let me just try to clear up because I'm confused. Which one's the douchebag? Um, the meme, bro, because I'm, oh, okay. I'm legit. But I'm... <laughs> that was a good one. I liked it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> Hang Tell on, I got, a, I got a good one for you. Hang on. What 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 hat are you wearing today? I feel like you uh, change hats every week. This is just my Colorado hat. It's it, it's just a Colorado <laughs> hat. It's just a hat that's got a C for Colorado. Sorry, I'm laughing at this picture that I'm trying to save to put up as my background. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can get this to work here. Uh, okay. <laughs> is it gonna work? Oh my. <laughs> Is that is that alternate reality, Tim? It's not that far from reality, guys. It's been a long quarantine. Okay, uh, I've got it. Right. <laughs> yeah, you. I, I just I just googled Fat Tim, and that's what came <laughs> up. So he looks great. All right. Well, I'm gonna keep Freya, even though her and I have nothing in common. But so before Derek shares with us, I don't know something good from 2020 that you look back on the year and say this is a good thing. Uh, that is what I look like without a beard. So you guys are all wondering. Without the beard, there it is. That's the face. So you're you're literally hiding like two chins underneath that. Beard. I am. I'm hiding two chins and about 175, 200 pounds. Yeah, oh, just right in the chin. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. that's a lot of top weight. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of beard I got going on. Yeah. So uh, for me, the good of 2020. I mean, I don't know. Nothing special happened. So I just think I think overall it was a. Uh, 
challenging year for most. That doesn't mean it was for me. It, it, I mean, it was challenging with my job, but overall it wasn't that challenging of a year. Yeah, because you had started your job just before the end of 2019, right? Your yeah, new job. I started in December of 2019, so okay. I've been dealing with a lot there. But other than that, like I wasn't, my personal life was not impacted by COVID. I do think there's a lot of people that were impacted by it, but I do also think there's just dra- dramatic people that latch onto it. They're like, yeah, COVID was so terrible. And it's like, no, it didn't impact your life at all. Well, I'll You're tell you what, dramatic. I think we might have a positive case in our house. We'll find out soon. My wife lost uh, yeah. taste and smell a couple of days ago Uh-oh. and has some of the symptoms like headache and felt a little fevery. She thought she wasn't sure, but then never took her temp and now doesn't really have the fever, but lots of throat pain. Mm. and um headachey and just kind of that general flu like i'm just tired all the time feeling you know just kind of feels crappy and now can't taste her and her smell is there tiny bit but not really and that's only for really strong smells and even then it's like is that a is that a smell it's she said it's really weird because it's like your brain knows what it's supposed to smell like so she can't tell if she's smelling a little bit of it or if it's just her brain kind of triggering what she knows it should smell like that sounds very crazy but yeah like the other night um, you know, we both usually snack before we watch something or while we watch something. And so she just kind of like got out a jar of pickles and grabbed one and took a bite. Like nothing. She was like, it just tastes. Wow. Pick- she has great taste in uh, <laughs> snacks. <laughs> jar of pickles. You don't like pickles? I think she was trying to get something that, that has a strong taste. Yeah, I was going to say pickles kick. are very distinct. Uh, they're disgusting. My wife loves pickles also. I can't stand pickles. I, I don't understand anyone that likes pickles at all. I, I, I liked doesn't. them when I was younger. Like she I was, was trying salty sweet. So like chocolate, pickles, anything with like an extreme sweet or extreme salty. Sure. Let's just try that and see if it kicks in. I also don't understand the salty sweet thing. My wife's the same way. I don't get it. Yeah. So. I don't get it. Yeah, she can't, I don't, she can't smell dirty diapers or the dog. So that's that's a positive out, out of this right now. It's like, hey, let me like take a hot dog and like scoop some ice cream on like I don't understand. Like you know, like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, have one or the other. Like just don't be <laughs> don't be a weirdo. Like Well, she wasn't eating chocolate and pickles together. She was just those were two of the flavors that she But tried. some people do weird stuff like that though, Tim. Oh. Yeah. You know. It's kind of like how people put pineapple on pizza and they think that's fine. Like that's pineapple fine. on pe- pizza is fine. No, okay? Tim. All right, you well, know what? We had a good run, so <laughs> that's it. That's the end. Twenty twenty one. We're calling it. So like this. Okay, so like this apple cider. Like I'm drinking the this Reds, not a sponsor. Hard apple cider, um, which is pretty sweet. If you guys have ever had it before, I think it's pretty sweet. And she took a sip of it, and all she can taste, kind of on the cheeks a little bit, she can taste that there's like that a little bit of that bitter alcohol. Like when you can tell something is a hard, a hard drink, yeah. but she can't taste the apple or sweetness whatsoever. Hmm. I'm like, dude, this thing's got, well, I, got, I don't see the nutritional facts anymore. I'm pretty sure it's got tons of sugar in it, but yeah. can't taste it. Well, hopefully she'll be okay. Yeah. I think she'll be all right. We'll find out. So I, I so I, I don't mean to, sorry if you've already turned this off because you're mad because I made it sound like COVID wasn't a big deal. I wasn't trying to say that. COVID is a big deal. Like Derek said, it's been a big deal for a lot of people. And there's, there's been people who have lost loved ones because of it. Not downplaying it whatsoever. I'm truly not, in all, in all sincerity. I am saying, I think 2020, the year, for us to kind of assign something special to that year as it was like our villain that we all teamed up against, I just don't think that's true. Um, I just think it happened to be the calendar when this thing happened. And uh, there were a lot of good... I just think it's an attention thing. Yeah. Like, like well, for instance, when a celebrity dies... 
Yeah. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know this or our listeners know this. Celebrities die every year. They don't <gasps> just die in 2020. I don't know if you what? know that. But every time I would see a celebrity die in 2020, yeah. right. you would see a post, F2020. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, you're such a tryhard. Like, it they happens die in 2019 year. and 2018. Like, I remember when uh, when Sean Connery died, who, by the way, I love that dude. His movies are classics. I love Sean Connery and a lot of the stuff he's in. He was but great what, on set. He was like, a, he was like 110 years Jeopardy. old, or however old Sean Connery is. And he hasn't been in movies for so long because he's been battling with sickness, and he's been out of the limelight. And so when it comes up that, hey, I think it's 15 years since his latest movie or yeah. 12 years or something since his last movie, and it comes up that he died, I on, my honest thought was, oh, I didn't know he was still alive. Like that was my honest thought. I had I didn't remember that he was even still alive, and that's okay. We're not personal friends. He's not my dad. That's <laughs> fine. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. But that guy made some good movies. I'm not gonna call off the whole year and blame something on the calendar. So anyway, I know that's kind of a weird yeah. soapbox. I just think people, <laughs> Derek, you're right. They go for attention. It's like it's a way to get everyone to give you likes and kind of like high five. Like yeah, f this year. It's like well, okay, maybe, maybe. But. It's a tricky back and forth because it's like it's kind of about perspective, but you also do want to you don't want to like turn off your humanity. Like because like sometimes I'll tell mm. Renee like, hey, you know, it could it could be worse. And like people don't like some people don't like when you say that because it's like, well, yeah, but like still I want to acknowledge right now that this thing that's bad is happening. It's like, yeah, no, for sure. But like, you know, that's uh, true. So it's like, yeah, 2020 suck. But I mean, <laughs> The Holocaust course, every, didn't happen this year. Of course, year. everything's perspective. But I think the the key, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna preach. I preach in our text messages when I when I go off. But <laughs> I will say this, and I've said this before on the show. It is much much easier. It's actually natural for you to be negative. So yeah. of course people latch on. That's what I'm talking about. The attention they get for being negative. Like we connect with people being negative. Like oh we we empathize with them. Instead of going, okay, but there's always something good that you can find in anything. Like, you really can. Like Daniel said, I know people don't like to hear that, but it's true. It could be worse. But even that, it's it's better to even go, no, let me actually find what is good and let me be grateful for it. Like, that's the way I try to live because it is easier for me. I'm not saying I lived that way my entire life. I didn't. It is easier for me to go, no, F2020, and let me pick all the reasons why. Hey, I'm going through a divorce, blah, blah, blah. All these things that I can list off and be like, I'm I'm a victim, or this this is terrible, or I can focus on the good. Yeah. And that's what I try to do. So, and, and we shouldn't assign it like, I agree with Tim. And I, I get what, that's if you're taking it literal, like, 2020 did this to us. <laughs> Most people are just, they're just blaming 2020 because like i said it's just to it's something they can connect They're blaming with 2020 people. and everyone knows it was actually trump's fault so <laughs> it really was so 2021 <laughs> is when we can actually heal thank you um, we cannot heal in 2020 we'll heal in hashtag i was thinking it <laughs> but anyways that we went on a long enough rant about that we probably offended two of our five listeners and they're out but the sure. point is, is if you're sad about 2020, if you hate 2020, cool. Um, the year doesn't actually care, and cool neither beans. do I. <laughs> cool beans. Congratulations. Hey, I hope the rest of your day and the rest of your year is cool beans. 
Just like I don't believe 2021's just going to magically be better. No. Although, again, Biden says that we can finally heal. You didn't get that, did you? Like, we can start healing now, Derek. Did you know well, that? Well, I, I am starting the process now. <laughs> I refused in 2020. Okay. We can heal now. because And it's no thanks to Trump, okay? Now, because he's gone. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> nice transition there. I like it. I like yeah. Fat Tim better he was leering over my head a little too much i got nervous yeah. so i switched it over to just a general i was kind of creeping me out because i really feel like that could be me <laughs> dude it seriously looks like a younger like, honestly this okay no you. no joke that looks like it could be you taking a <laughs> selfie like 15 years ago i yeah, even so got that's... a little like a little bit of facial hair which is totally yeah not he's, my he's got the little uh not the soul patch what do they call that skull cap whatever that thing is yeah. in the bottom uh, uh, yeah soul patch soul yeah, right patch. okay this thing right here it's so yeah. funny Maybe somebody did take have a picture you, of me, and they're like, douchebag dirt. Have you asked your father if you have a long-lost brother? <laughs> sure. Probably. Yep, definitely could be. Well, listen, it has been we're, – we're wrapping up the end of break for most folks, whether it's kids at school. I don't know about you guys, but um, like your local school districts or whatever. But ours are finally getting back to school next week. So yeah. we have a week this week of like some online learning that they still have to do. They're going to get back on their computers this week. So it's still going to feel like break a little bit. And then next Monday, unless crazy things happen, unless someone else in our family contracts this thing, by then we will have been cleared. Even if my wife tests positive, this is day five since she's had symptoms. So they'd be cleared to go ahead and go unless they have symptoms of some kind. So we could be looking at kids heading back to school for the first time since I think it was two weeks before Thanksgiving. So Jeez. it's a oh, long wow. break. It's a long break. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I want to hear from you guys. What have you had a chance to play uh, or watch, either one, uh, over the last week since we last chatted? Anything of note that you want to highlight? I mean, for me, the only thing I've been uh, really doing is diving further into Assassin's Creed. And I know we talk about it every week, so people are probably sick of it. But um, it's it's... I kind of went from like feeling like it's a good game as soon as I started up to, ah, I don't know if I like this game once I hit like the 25-hour mark. Now I'm at like 43 hours. So I think this last week I've put in like 18 hours. because I. Think What's your opinion of it? I like it a lot, but my thing is, is, and I think I said it last week, is I just still feel like it just it drags yep. um, story-wise. Like It does. I feel like it's just taking too long and I'm really disappointed because I'm telling you somebody from Ubisoft said this was like a shorter <laughs> Assassin's Creed campaign. Somebody told me. Okay, so, so I remember you saying that and I was thinking back and I tried to look it up a little bit after we talked last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was. And I remember the only thing I could find was that they said the map is smaller than Odyssey, but it's more compact oh, yeah. with more to yeah. do. That actually sounds very... Yeah, that sounds... And so I yeah, think but I thought it was like the completion of the main campaign was shorter than Odyssey. It, it Listen, it could be, but they clearly weren't factoring in things like, hey, you need to be at a certain level. You need to... Like, you got to do a lot of side stuff to really accomplish much in the main stuff. So they apparently were... Maybe they were just factoring in like the overall time each of those main quests take, which is unfair, if that's yeah. what they were doing. But... Yeah. But I'm with you. I do, and I said this before too. I think um, I love this game. It's going to be in my top ten for sure. Probably top five. I think it's pretty much a lock for top five. I just love this. It's like my favorite genre of game, but it's got enough shortcomings that it's not going. I can already tell you, it's not going to win my favorite of the overall year. 
uh, it doesn't help that some absolute masterpieces also came out this year. But um, but, uh, but anyway, it's fun, but I'm right there with you, man. It gets repetitive. And I'm at the point now where I'm kind of like, man, I wish there was a, a really clear cut. Here's your next eight missions you need to do to finish the game. And it's not that clear, unfortunately. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I do want to finish it because I'm enjoying the story. But I feel like I've explored what I want to explore. I get what all the side stuff is. I've played the dice game. I've gone fishing. I've explored, you know, mountain peaks to try to find some tre- treasure chests. I've, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over it, and I'm ready to. So I'm not gonna spoil it because I'm not gonna name names or anything. But like, I personally, maybe there's a payoff at the end of the game or later. Personally, do not like that the game takes me from. I'm controlling my character in england doing my thing yep and then story has me drink potion and i go to another place yep. and i did a bunch of missions there and then i drink another potion and now i'm in another place and i'm like i don't want to go to these places <laughs> i want to stay in england is there because a i'm not to... really that interested in anything that's going on i don't yeah. really like the characters and do you it's see the connection of, though between the quote unquote real characters and their yeah yeah let's like say, the voice heavenly counterparts? The same. Yeah, yeah. Well, also their character models too. So there's one in particular okay. who's a clean shaven, longer haired version of a guy who's got a beard and mm. more of a mohawk look. Anyway, and then there's another guy who plays one of the main assassins in the real world, and he plays a pretty major character. Um, and it's the same model. It's just oh, they shaved his beard and gave him a different haircut. Yeah, Very. Yeah. So there's, I think there's some connection there, or it could just be their way of saying this is in this kind of fever dream or whatever that Avor is having. Uh, he's assigning certain people from his life to these roles. I don't know. But is there a purpose to that other? I don't. Area? I don't. I don't oh, know. I'm yeah. sure there's going to be a payoff. I'm just saying for me right now, I personally don't care. Like yeah. I'm like, I think it's more not story. I don't like the missions. Yeah, and I'm with you. I kind of, I'm like, kind of in a, like in a, um, like in a rhythm and a pattern. Like I'm, yep. I'm leveling up. I'm killing everything. I'm destroying, and then and that it's side like, tracks. oh, where's my next main quest? Oh, I gotta and it's go. not brief. It's these are not like little cutscenes. These are no, lengthy and why... huge areas to explore. Lengthy missions, and you're talking about the second potion you take. That yeah. whole area like doubles the size of that, and it's like, oh, okay, I haven't even so experienced that. Yeah, there's, there's a. <laughs> When you kind of wrap up that first section, it's like the first yeah. chapter of that story in this other world, this dream that he's in. I mean, uh, the story's not over, so you have to go to another one. And the main storyline has some interesting moments, but it, like Derek said, there's so much to get to each of those story moments. It just, <clears throat> it's almost like they're assuming you're not going to play anything else, right? You're just playing our <laughs> game. You're just playing our I game. think that's that's my problem. And a lot of gamers I know back in the past, they complain. This isn't worth sixty dollars. It's a seven-hour game, so now all Oof, these you're games getting your money's have worth so here. much filler. Yeah. yeah, I'll say. But it's um, like I want to play more than just Assassin's Creed. I almost feel like they should have just saved that whole unless unless there's like really a deep connection to like the regular part of the game. I feel like that should have just been DLC. They should have saved yeah. that for DLC. <laughs> so I think the it's only connection connect. I've seen, the only connection I've seen has been certain characters that are certain, um, you know, counterparts in the mm. dream. Yeah. And I think there's some meaning behind that, how he, how Eivor is assigning them to those. It's like how he views them, and then that's what he assigns them. Yeah. So there's yeah. something to that. But in general, I, I can't tell what it is. Because when you get back, you have these options to tell the, the shaman lady 
details yeah. at the at the end of like you know you kind of complete an arc and you go back and talk to her and then it gives you options you can either tell her no I'm good I've, that's all I know or you can tell her details I have no idea if there's I should look this up if there's a consequence to that is yeah she not tell her this stuff so all that stuff feels very unguided and it feels like a guessing so, game in the beginning me. of the game that lady who makes the potion who's like a you know like, like a fortune witch. teller like, type person yeah she's sort of like a witch yeah um she's the one that tells you that you're gonna betray your brother right so then now you're going into these dreams and you're the main dude and then your brother's a certain character and then like you said other people that are in england with you doing all this stuff are in this dream world so i'm thinking this is somehow this dream world is going to connect us to what's happening in the real world as far as living out why she if she does betrays her brother well i've got a i've got a theory about it that's hard to explain without spoiling both the dream world section yeah uh, so we won't probably but the main my world point section. was more but i have a theory in the dream world there's a whole storyline involving a, a wolf and i think right. that Fenrir? that is telling you very clearly something that's going to happen in the main game and i could be wrong Fen rear i know i was pronouncing it correctly incorrectly yeah you got to really punch Fenrir. the rear on that one rear. yeah um, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I'm kind of, I haven't given up on it. Obviously I'm going to finish it. I love all the other games, but this does feel, and Dan, I think you were about to say something like this. This feels more like, should this have been DLC? Yeah. Or is it so important to the main story? And I, if what I think might happen ends up happening, then it is important to the main story. It's just, I'm not sure I love the way they chose. To I just do saw it. a tweet, like when the, before the game came out that the story was, um, was spoiled and the person that was spoiled tweeted at the guy who wrote the game and he said found out our story was spoiled for me amazing job masterpiece whatever like he was basically revealing that the way this was all scripted so i could totally see <clears throat> this game playing out story-wise if i would actually pay attention which is hard for me to do <laughs> um yeah performances are cool. good but I am getting some glitchy stuff that really interrupts my immersion into it. Mm. So I start to find myself feeling, feeling like Derek. I'm like, can I skip through some of this? Cause I'm starting to see, see some weird glitches and I, I get the gist, you know? So, and that's come, that's saying a lot come from someone who loves Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You know, you guys know this is one of my most hyped games. And so I'm, yeah, I love the series, but I agree with, uh, there was a post, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before or whatever. Um, Jesse had mentioned like, these just don't feel like Assassin's Creed games. Like these feel so far removed from like what that even is. Well, what's and an Assassin's like, Creed game though? I mean, well, I think he's focusing on gameplay. Okay. As far as like, um, because he's at the time. Well, no, he's pretty far into it now, so he's seen the Assassin stuff because it's clearly an Assassin's Creed game story wise. Like they I have mean, it in there pretty thick. It's but, in, like there are characters, but like I don't feel like an assassin. I I do feel like a Viking. That but that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think gameplay wise, it doesn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game. Even though you can you can stealth, but your yeah. character, the the lifestyle that they live, the people they hang out with, that's not their thing. And that was kind of where the assassins part of the the story was came in pretty early where they were like, let's train you on how to be an assassin. So they were trying to yeah. teach them a new way to kill. They teach them how um, to do the jump and all that stuff. Yeah. 
Sure. So there, but, it is still an Assassin's Creed game because, like Tim said, what defines it? Like, I mean, does so, it strictly have to be stealth? Because no Assassin's Creed game was ever strictly it's stealth. Not a, I would have never played them. It's um, not even necessarily the gameplay that I'm talking about. Like, so maybe maybe a lot of people actually wouldn't like this concept, but I almost feel like I wish it was the other way around. I wish mm-hmm. I was playing those assassins or like just any you know some original whatever character they decided to create along with um those two guys that you meet. Yeah. Um, going to meet Vikings, and then the Vikings kind of showing their way to the assassins, like kind of being more. I've uh, wondered that too. Visceral. Yeah, why aren't we and, playing? Yeah, why aren't we playing as? Uh, I forget their names already. Was it uh, Haytham or Haytham? Haytham and the other guy. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm with you. I've wondered that too. Why aren't we playing as one of them? That's true. But I do think this one. This one strikes me as more Probably of a because they're going to be villains. Than, this one strikes me as more of an Assassin's Creed game than Odyssey did, in terms of like sure. it ties in more directly to the lore. Odyssey, I don't, I think I went for like hours of playing that oh, game. Oh yeah, didn't run into anything AC re- or order related. Yeah, it was just Spartans and Athens, and it was. Yeah, I like ancient Greece, so that was fine with me. But uh, this one, I'm hitting it a lot more. I'm finding a lot of the secret bases. If you have you found any of those secret assassins, yeah. you know, yeah, order yeah. base or um. The, uh, the hidden ones bases or whatever yeah <clears throat> and and i also do think that i'm able to more successfully stealth like you can stealth a lot more and it is more fun in this one than origins or odyssey there's actually a way to kill people uh with one strike just with a very easy timing oh that yeah that time yeah, yeah. so oh i love assassinating in this game especially when you unlock the skill to double assassinate which yep. i think you can even triple but you can tra- chain it one more time yeah yeah so um, I mean, here's my thing. Like, I don't get caught up on that. Like, Assassin's Creed has changed because I don't know if sales numbers were going down, but just the reception of the the franchise was going down. So they made, I, I think, a intelligent change to not only gameplay, but even st- they were listening to the feedback from lots of people on the story too. So. I think this is Assassin's Creed. I don't think I, I think if your mindset is the old is Assassin's Creed, so this doesn't feel old like the old at all, so therefore it's not Assassin's Creed. No, the point is is the old is dead. Like they're they're saying what we were is not what we're ever going to be again because well we had to adapt, plus we took the feedback of what you guys didn't like and we created something new. So why not ditch the Assassin's Creed? Well, why would you? That is a big selling franchise. And there's just a ton you can do story-wise. It's kind of like Final Fantasy, where you can just create a new story with new characters, and it's all in that same universe, but they're not really connected except that it's in that same universe. It's and not That's how I've same. been approaching it, too. It feels very Final yeah. Fantasy to me. There's a connection, but it's loose, and that's okay. And that's I will say this. Assassin's Folks who played the Assassin's Creed 1, 2, and 3, and whatever, the Revelations and Brotherhood as well, I bet you when they played Black Flag, Unity, Syndicate, they were like, this is an Assassin's Creed, because they changed a lot for those games, too. Adding yeah. zip lines, adding a lot more to hand-to-hand combat. You didn't have to assassinate as much. <clears throat> and then when those changed again, people who liked those, so it's kind of, it's almost like you're those, getting these waves. These those still felt waves. like Assassin's Creed games to me. <clears throat> also, they side note, very I'm, different to me, though. Side note, incredibly offended that you guys are comparing Assassin's Creed and Final Fantasy. Just want to throw that out there, but that's fine. We're, we're just doing it because of Freya there in your background. <laughs> How dare you? Um, I, I, I still felt like, I don't know, 
I guess maybe it is hard to explain, but those still felt like Assassin's Creed games to me. Like mm. Origins did too, because it's technically the origin of the that order, right? The hidden ones. It's it's yeah. that it's the origin story, you know, of of that order. And but then did it feel like oh. Assassin's Creed until the end to you? Like throughout the game, you felt what, like Origins. Was, yeah. Uh, no. I don't remember. It's been so long. I played that right when it came out, and then I, I really enjoyed it. But I remember yeah, yeah. at the no, end I did too. going, "Oh, that's how it's Assassin's Creed." Like right. honestly, yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was the same thing we're getting here. It's. It was basically very uh, thin story-wise as far as how it connects to Assassin's Creed universe until like the end. You're like, "What a cool little twist!" And it did. That's why Origins. I liked Origins more than Odyssey is because I liked the story and I liked the twist at the end and I liked what they did. And yep. for me, that's Odyssey one of the reasons why I like Assassin's Creed or Assassin's Creed games is because I always feel like they do a really good job of throwing people off. And they usually have one or two parts in a game. Every single game they release, they usually have one or two parts where you're like, you know what? I did not see that coming. Or way to like tie this back into Assassin's Creed. I didn't. I didn't see this coming. I had no idea. Like that's the stuff that I feel like they've always been really good at doing. But anyways, to me, the old Assassin's Creed isn't Assassin's Creed anymore. So to say this doesn't feel like Assassin's Creed, I can, and I could be taking Jesse out of context. But I, for me, I felt like when I had conversations with him. It was mainly like, hey, it doesn't play like Assassin's Creed. And, and of course, I know he would mention the story's been cut and all that t- stuff, too. But the, I think the big thing is this doesn't feel like a Assassin's Creed game that I would play. But, yeah, that's because what we used to play is dead. Like, they've killed it all. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll throw We'll keep, you know, we'll keep the blades and all that stuff. We'll tie that in story-wise. But you're, you're, you're whatever we put you in and you can play the freedom is what they're going for. Play how you want. You want to be an assassin, be an assassin. You want to go in and kill everything like a Viking and be loud and noisy. Do that. You want to do both. Do that. They, they, they're kind of stuck because if they did force you to play it, like the old Assassin's Creed games, people would complain about that too. Well, they're sure they're sure good about just suddenly killing things in this series, just like they did in Assassin's Creed three. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, the modern day story has been, in my opinion, just straightforward let down. There's no yeah. way around it since AC3. I actually didn't mind what happened in AC3, but I wanted it to continue. Now, show yeah. me what happens after that. Show me, you know, these two groups in the modern day. Like, I was really hoping it would build up to an Assassin's Creed. Set. Well, it technically kind of was, right? But it was the side cool. characters. Yeah. And they, they had a lot really of cool sto- uh, stories and characters in the modern day that I cared about. Like that little group that you worked with, I cared about. It. In fact, I think in this game, they're still around. In this intro, they're there. Yeah, no, they're but still they're in like, like all the games. So yeah, but they're only for, they're there for like two seconds, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it dude, I exactly. I remember you and I love you. You're that sarcastic asshole. Like, where are you? That like, why movie. are you not important anymore? Yeah. That's what I don't like. Agreed. Agreed. Sometimes they're just there through like some little audio file or email you might find like, oh, that's that person. And then sometimes like in the recent ones, they've brought back a couple of characters that if you pay attention, they were from the past modern day stuff. I mean, but we, we could yeah. do a whole segment on that because like I'm I'm still very pro the modern 
day stuff and like i think because like everyone's assumption after three was going to be like oh like the next one after that's going to be all modern stuff and it's going to be like this sort of like almost like futuristic like sci-fi like you know and because there was like concept art of like with um with desmond and like him wearing like you know kind of futuristic like a futuristic outfit that was pretty cool um But, like, that's not the route that they went because, well, it seems like a lot of people don't like the modern day stuff. Um, I mean, they've been teasing other settings in every game. So every game, if you dig around, you can find mentions of other settings and timelines. It's like, oh, that'd be a cool one if they did that. But um, I'm right there with you. I actually thought that's what they got caught up in. I I think they had an original. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure they tacked stuff on as they made games. But I think they had an original concept that the modern day story was going to tie into the past. And I think it what really hooked a lot of players was going from setting to setting to setting. And right. that's what they now, instead of making the game revolve around the story, they now made the story revolve oh, yeah. around the setting. There you so go. So it's like, let's just pick a popular setting and now let's there try to go. figure out how we because can Because that's it what people create. wanted to know. Where is it set? And like, what kind of fighting style would there be? They weren't that interested in what happened to so. I think the beginning, the guy who created Assassin's Creed, who's no longer, he hasn't been a part of it forever. I think his original vision was to create a story and then create the worlds and the 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 gameplay around the story, and that he was going to bring it all together. And he probably had a really good script or a great idea. And I think as the franchise got bigger and bigger and the feedback kept coming out, it became more about the setting and the gameplay yeah. than it was about, well, how does the modern day story tie into what's going on in the end? Like, no, everybody was like, I don't care. Stop doing that. Yeah. Let's just get me into Japan, feudal Japan. So let's just do that. <laughs> Still haven't that's, done that. <laughs> that's what we're all waiting for. Well, Ghost of Tsushima just did that. I highly doubt they're going to be able to make a better game than that, but we'll see. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but <clears throat> I do think... Uh, so as we're talking about it, I actually am understanding more and more people say, yeah, so you made our point. This doesn't feel like Assassin's Creed. It's been changed, and we're kind of making the point for that, actually, as we're talking. Yeah, it's changed a ton since the beginning, and some folks missed that stuff from the beginning. So I get that that makes sense. But not even just from a business perspective, just from a brand marketing and understanding who we are as Ubisoft, let's say, I totally understand why they don't create new IPs for each of these. I've seen a lot of folks, even folks in the video game journalism, quote unquote, journalism industry, uh, saying, I wish they would just create a new IP and put this out there as you get to be a Viking or you get to be a, a Grecian warrior. And I'm like, okay, in theory, I hear what you're saying. You know, Why do we have to tack on Assassin's Creed? I, mean, I think that's totally underselling the value of a brand and having the title Assassin's Creed yeah. on there. Here's the next Assassin's Creed game. That's like saying, why do you keep making Call of Duty? Just make another war game. <laughs> Just call it Shooty Shooty. I don't understand why you have to call it Call of Duty. Dude, oh, shooty, shooty. The, the brand name is so important. So but even outside people of that. People gotta stop pretending like, like the name Assassin's Creed isn't an important one for them to continue. Oh, it is. It yeah. is. I agree on that side. But I would say, but even even outside of that, like if let's say they kept making Assassin's Creed games and kept them closer to Assassin's Creed, and then they started making these third-person action RPG games that are kind of like The Witcher, what do you think people are gonna say? Oh, all they do is this new IP is just a copy and yep. paste of Assassin's The Witcher, Creed or just a copy and paste of Assassin's Creed. Blah, blah. Like, 
people have to I, I've already said this you have to like think things through like you're you're saying because they do this I wish they would do that now think what if they did that what would you find to complain about it because you're gonna do it and then you would be like well why don't they just make it Assassin's Creed well because if we made it Assassin's Creed you would want it to be a new IP now you're saying this new IP is just a copy and paste of what Assassin's Creed used to be but it's just in a different setting like that's the stuff that that's what games media is. They're really great journalists. Everyone's they mad about everything. Thanks 2020. Thanks 2020. <laughs> we blame 2020. Assassin's Creed Valhalla doesn't feel like Assassin's Creed because F2020. F2020. <laughs> F2020. <laughs> that's all it is. Well, I'll all tell right, you what so that I we went on for a long time, but I was just that's my main game. I'm just playing Valhalla. And by the way, spoiler it's going to be in my top five. I, I, I really like okay. it. There's other games that are like Tim. There's other games that I, I consider for this year. I don't think this year is that strong as far as bulk. Uh, a, a huge amount of great games. For me, I feel like this is the least amount of games that I've wanted to play, even though I bought still a good amount. I think the ones that were good are like games that will probably be on my, if you ask what's the best games of this generation, there's at least two of them that I would put on that list. Yeah. You know, maybe even three. So you know, looking at this year's games, it's interesting because we're getting ready for game of the year stuff. So I was making some lists and I do think there are probably four or five games this year that would have won last year for me. Game of the year. Yeah. And maybe that's recency bias perhaps, but, um, but yeah, I feel like this year does have a few, several really strong peaks. But yeah, maybe there isn't the same bulk as you see in other years. Maybe. I mean, uh, this year was pretty amazing for me for because of a very specific game. But you know, true. <laughs> but o- overall, um, yeah, overall, I do think it had a handful of like really killer games that would have won 2019's Game of the Year, no problem for me. But yeah, it's also no 2017 or even 2018 in my opinion. Um, but that's just again that's looking at it overall that's not comparing the games directly that's just as an overall year but we'll talk more about that as we get closer to um to our game of the year discussions here in a few weeks i did want to just mention a couple games i'm trying and then dan i want to hear what you're playing i um played and finished the pathless it's not a very long game it's it's worth waiting for on sale if you don't really have uh, any cash flow at the moment that's totally understandable but i would say at 20 bucks Definitely at 20 bucks, maybe even at 30 bucks, this game's worth yeah. it. Um, it is a really strong kind of uh, adventure boss fighting kind of game. So a little bit Shadows of the Colossus in terms of open landscape. There's no one to fight until you get to a boss battle, really. Um, there's some things to navigate. There's a lot of bow and arrow work, which gives me a little bit of Zelda vibe. Some of the puzzles you have to solve to get these tokens that you need, those kind of remind me of some Zelda stuff. Uh, here and there so little pieces for the game is like, like that. fast moving like you can't ever just stop and explore no no you can trigger the run if you want to so you have a you have like a stamina meter and when you hold the left trigger in then you'll start sprinting and as and you everything auto aims it's a very easy game so it'll auto aim at the nearest uh, talisman for you to shoot with your arrow and that'll send a bunch of little orbs your way that will recharge your stamina meter and so that's how you can that's how you can keep on running or in some cases jumping and eventually gliding really far. Um, you got a little eagle buddy. You can upgrade him to additional flaps because he can just glide. <laughs> He's not strong enough to totally like fly up high in the sky, but additional you can glide. Flaps. And then you can upgrade him to where he can like 
flap his wings really hard and you go, you kind of boost yourself up a little higher in the air and you can do that a bunch of times. I think it's a really good game. I highly recommend it when you see it for 20 bucks. Uh, if it ever comes to like PS plus, it's a no brainer to try it out. Um, it's really pretty as well. I played it on PC cause the Epic game store had, I used that $10 coupon that Derek's been talking about. That really has been a good deal these last couple weeks. Did you get the, another coupon after you bought it or I did, did you not? Okay. <laughs> nice. Yep. So, so I might yeah. buy it since it's only 30. Yep. So I thought it was very much worth it. And um, yeah, I, I do recommend it. Sorry, my dog's jumping up on my lap here. You need to go outside? What do you smell? You smell my booze? Okay. Let's move that over here. <laughs> Daddy, stop drinking. You drink too much. <laughs> you drink too much. I've told you. Um, stop so eating. I did enjoy that. Also tried early access game called uh stranded deep because my kids especially my son shepherd but all my kids really like survival games and they saw this was a survival on a on a a desert island the idea is you're in a plane crash and now you got to survive on an island so it's not surprising if you've played any survival game at all right you start collecting basic things and then you start unlocking recipes to create a torch and then a fire and then you can start using coconuts to create uh these water canteens that you can use your water still so it's very predictable in terms of a of a survival game it's just set in the ocean on these kind of tropical islands or whatever so what's it called again a stranded deep that's what she said isn't that, <laughs> isn't that free or wasn't that free <laughs> uh stranded deep was that free let me look i can't remember if i got that on epic i think i got it on i think i got it epic let me you gotta take you gotta take her out on a date first it's not free <laughs> before you get stranded deep <laughs> trust me <laughs> all right i'm gonna throw it over to dan dan tell us what you're playing i'm gonna step away <laughs> to take my dog out real quick but dan tell us what you've been playing okay well i guess i'll talk to Derek because he's always interested in what i have to say so <laughs> yeah i'm gonna take a nap now you know what J- just just out of spite because I, I was gonna skip it i don't actually have much to say about it but uh, i bought that uh uh what was it a uh, planet coaster game you familiar planet with planet coaster, coaster Derek? Yeah, Planet Coaster. No. It's a video game. Oh, about you're coasters. talking about the roller coaster game. No, I'm talking about coasters that you put on tables for the for the glass when you, you don't want the No. You don't want the moisture to mess up the table. <laughs> no, so yeah. uh yeah, Planet Coaster. <laughs> so it's uh I haven't played roller coaster tycoon in like forever, so I can't really compare the two, but a lot of people are super into this game. They say it's it's actually better. Um, cause it's very, um, it's very customizable. There's a lot of detail that you can, um, like mess around with, like essentially like when you're making the, the park, you can lay out sort of all the buildings that are like, uh, pre-made assets. Um, or you can take like, kind of like a wall, like different types of walls and make your own buildings. So it's, it's very, uh, detailed and meticulous. It could take a long time. Like I, I basically just have like the entrance of the park and not even really fully done. And it's taken me already like three hours. What is and it, like, Planet Coaster? Yes. Um, and if you looked at what I've done, you'd be like, oh, so what's that taking you, like, 10, 15 minutes? Because that's really, like, how little it looks like I've done. But, like, it's taken me, like, three hours already just to do that because I'm being very meticulous about, like, kind of creating some of the buildings myself. So um, yeah. I don't have a ton to say about it yet just because, again, I, I haven't really you played it for walls. that long. What? <laughs> yeah, Because you're just walls. building walls. You're just build, putting um, on your best Trump over there. Exactly. It's 2020. <laughs> well, I mean, does F Trump 2020 go... roller coaster? <laughs> F roller, F coasters, F 2020. Um, I'm making a Christmas themed uh, amusement park for my for Renee because you know she loves Christmas. So. Oh. 
and there's some Christmas assets in there. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me let me actually give that a shot. Um, Is this yeah, the thing like, you I'm can sure share parts you're with each a, other? a yes. great husband? I, I'm sure. So I'm going to compliment you up front. I'm sure you're a great husband, but you're an absolute fucking dork of a husband. <laughs> like, I'm making this because Renee loves that. Der- Derek, spoiler alert. Come on. People don't know that. Like, what are you oh doing? Oh, my gosh. I, they think that I'm cool. Like, but is is the idea here that you can create them and then just put them up on like a general created yeah, by so, users, um, or is it more uh, like Nintendo where you got to have a friend code? No, what, is it called Planet Workshop or something? There, there's essentially like a almost like a thing that you click on in the game in the menu. There, it's like something Workshop. I forget what the first word is, but um, so you can go in there and you can um check out parks that people have uploaded. Oh, um, and I think you can even download certain assets of things they've created okay I, I might be mistaken i swear i saw where it said that but then like when i was trying to see if i can do that i couldn't quite figure it out so um yeah oh, it, then so, you could replicate that and like use that regularly in your park that's cool yeah i i think that's what it is but it's just that the game is just so like massive and the the uh, attention to detail that you can put into it that it's just like it's there's a it's definitely a steep learning curve yeah um but if that's sort of your thing like like a lot of people like Sims because, like, it's actually pretty detailed, like, as far as, like, when you're making the house, you know, building the walls and then, like, the roof and uh, putting the furniture in there and so on and so forth. So yeah. um, it's it's like that, but it's definitely way – because I played Sims 4 a few months ago, and I was like, oh, this is fun, but, like, this is way more detailed. So Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, so far it is cool. It's very fun. It's actually not a bad-looking game. It's uh, the, got nice reflections and lighting. Um, so, Yeah. But uh, we'll see how that nice. goes after a while. Um, but the main thing is I finished my Street Kid arc of Cyberpunk 2077. All right. Okay. Uh, what was your overall thoughts on the story without spoiling anything? Did you like what they did with the story for that? Yes, I actually really liked it a lot. Um, okay. I'm actually missing it now because now I, I hopped right back. And I think I need to maybe – I'm trying to like maybe kind of play something else a little shorter a little bit yeah because I, I hopped back into assassin's creed i'm like all right i mean yeah <laughs> yeah this is kind of trudging law like cyberpunk i think the way that the story is built is actually really nice because so like the game has the three different sort of arcs in the beginning right that you can choose street kid nomad um corpo yeah um so i think the way that they created the story in the game it kind of uh puts you in a situation where you can, I mean, you can finish the game definitely faster than Assassin's Creed. Um, oh, yeah. And, and you can also skip a lot of things. Like, they're definitely side quests. They they are side quests, but, like, I would say they're, like, in between main story missions and side quests. Like, they're pretty important. So right. if you, but well, you can just not. that's what I saw. Yeah. yeah I you saw can just that not online, do, that you could, you could blow through the main story like super fast but if you skip certain side quests like certain side characters and their story it's like a huge impact on the main story so they were like upset it was designed that way but i'm gonna disagree i think if as long as the main story still works let people that want to blow through it and do that do that let the people that want to explore and do extra stuff like because you just heard me complain about how assassin's creed's too long I like that this game like gives you the option of, hey, you can blow through the story, but you missed out on certain content that can impact how the story plays and, and how what you, ending you get. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like that's your being, fault. That's yep. like you being a student and like not preparing for the test. Yeah, and then and it then comes the day of the test, 
Yeah, and then yeah. you you fail, and then you're angry. You're like, why did I fail? It's like, well, you didn't study, idiot. So <laughs> why didn't I understand the concept? Because you didn't like pay attention to the story. Yeah. Like you didn't go so, through everything. So huh. so it's really cool because um so after I finished it, so after I got like kind of I made my choice and I finished the game, I went and kind of was like. I, I could tell from the final moment, moments of the of that last mission, I was like, there definitely seems like there's a lot of choices being thrown at me, and this game is it has multiple endings, and it definitely does. Yeah. Um, and from what I read, I think it was either six or seven altogether, including secret endings. Okay. Um, and I think there are the, there are three, maybe four, but I think it's three actual normal endings. Um, and as long as you definitely are meeting certain individuals, which I don't know why you wouldn't do those missions. I mean, they're interesting. And again, it's, it's, they're very, they seem very important. So it's like, it kind of just, I feel like most people will be like, oh, I feel like I, I should probably do this. Like, I kind of need to do this. Um, then you should be fine and you'll still have like kind of something to play around with at the end as far as the choices that you're making. Um, but uh, after I finished it and I chose my main choice, then I went back and chose another one where it kind of ends abruptly for a certain reason that I'm not going to say. Um, And I thought that was really interesting because so essentially when the credits are rolling, um, the people that you've met in the game. So like, you know, you've made friends, you know, people that you've met and and you have like your you form bonds and connections with them. Um, You know, how like so when you're playing the game, if you call somebody, it it almost kind of like it shows like the picture of them and they're like talking. So like like a video like uh, FaceTime. Um, it shows that in the credits, like in the corner, it they basically are like, hey, V, and like they say some stuff. Um, and that second ending, the one that ends abruptly, it's um, there's some heavy stuff that they're saying at you for, oh. for, cert- for certain reasons that I was like, oh, that actually really hit me pretty hard because uh, there's a certain um, character in the game that I uh, was pursuing a relationship with. Um, so, you know. I was like, oh, this character is really cool, and I and I like this character. And then at the end there, I was like, oh man, they said that, some stuff to you. Yeah, they yeah. said some stuff. I was like, oh man, that that actually kind of hit me pretty hard. So it's good to hear that uh, directly how the story not only works but how it can adjust based on what you do. I think that's cool. Yeah. It's it's reflected so far. And by the way, we've had a lot of votes come in for Game of the Year. I'm really excited about this this year. We got a, a lot of involvement, which is cool. So thank you all if you voted. If you haven't. Head on over to our Facebook page. You'll see it pinned. Just look for Current Gen Podcast on Facebook. You'll find it, when, and you can go When are vote. we doing Game of the Year? So it'll be like the third, fourth week of January. Okay, so we've, we've maybe got I at should least, switch we from at least Assassin's one, Creed to Cyberpunk. Like, we have at least one more regular episode. Uh, I think it'll be a really interesting debate with that game if we can have, like, the three of us definitely... I know it's harder for Tim because he has way more kids running around, and there's... Yeah boobies and wieners getting thrown around everywhere everywhere dildos they had to literally patch out the dildos too many dildos i'm gonna (laughs) listen i'm gonna play as much of it as i can but part of what we're doing here with the game of the year stuff is we know we're all gonna get spoiled so anyone participating and listening is gonna have things spoiled so don't worry about that well whatever you've played by then yeah whatever you've played by then you've played if you haven't too bad Uh, also um sometimes like if it's a new Star Wars movie, I don't want you to tell me some major like this will impact my enjoyment spoiler. Right. Uh, but when it comes to a video game, if you tell me like, oh, you have a choice at the end between this thing or this thing, I guess I might be a little annoyed, but not really. For the most part, I don't care. That's fine. 
that's just my yeah. that's just my take on it. Some people get really annoyed. I, I guess yeah. I don't. I was trying just, to be as vague as possible at the end there because again, I I like when I was reading that guide is worth the endings. I, I did kind of take a peek a bit yeah. further. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, like if we were to tell everyone right now that in Final Fantasy Remake Part One, you play as Sephiroth the whole time, that'd be a big spoiler. We don't want to tell them that. Oh yeah, right? we wouldn't right. want them to know that. So let's not tell them that. I won't say it. Yeah, like you I play just as did. Sephiroth. Yeah, the, whole, the entire time. Shirtless in Sephiroth. Cyberpunk. And it's actually just a rhythm. It's just a rhythm action game. You dance as Sephiroth the entire time. Yeah. Any <laughs> shirtless, hip hop only. So I think right. uh, I think this week I'll switch from Assassin's Creed. I, I get the gist of what Assassin's Creed is. I, even if I get blown away by the story, I don't think it's going to move up. Cyberpunk is the one that could actually move up into my top top spot so but that would yeah. be based off the the, um, the story well what it's, i was gonna say about voting is uh not to spoil anything yet it's actually pretty close so get on there and vote if you've got strong opinions there's a lot of races that like the nintendo exclusives close the playstation exclusives very close um the overall game of the year one is super close there's like four games that keep kind of pat it's crazy <laughs> it's really interesting to keep yeah. passing each other so good year um it's um, really, really cool. And for best story as well. I'm getting yeah. a really wide variety of reactions on story. And I'm surprised at the... And that's just because I haven't played it as much as you have, obviously. Mm. But I'm surprised at how much love Cyberpunk is getting for this best story yeah. award. It's getting it's, a lot of votes for that. It's hard to fish through the negativity because, I mean... And obviously, a lot some of it is warranted um, mm-hmm. with the game and the things that have happened. But... Uh, as long as you're having a fairly smooth experience and you're you're playing the game and you're experiencing you know the arcs so there are, or the acts I mean there are three acts in the game um, <laughs> when you transition to the second act uh, you meet a pretty important character and they kind of stay there for for a lot of it um, so I'm trying to be as vague as possible um, but a lot of the stuff connected to that character is very very cool. Nice. Very interesting. Um, uh, kind of seeing, uh, seeing kind of like their background and 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 kind of seeing how they they were in the beginning, and then as you're kind of being with that character, how they evolve and how you maybe even change a little bit. Well, I mean, you're technically actually making choices in conversation, so typical like you can respond as a jerk or you can kind of respond as a more like uh, understanding and compassionate person so obviously then they'll respond differently and same with anybody else in other missions to um to you know side characters but um that that whole middle arc is very very cool like the Mm. way when you transition over and 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 that's basically what kind of pushes the um the story along like that's really mainly what it's about like the first act is is just like a huge almost like teaser for what the real what the real game is it, and it sets up really what's going to be going on um and i think it's really interesting how they tie in that uh that certain character so that's cool yeah that's very cool you got me you just like derek i'm starting to yeah. be like all right i have so much to say. i need to start pl- i need to start playing this game yeah. like tonight when we're done there's so much i want to say i just i can't because it's just again it just spoils it but like it's just yeah. it's very interesting it's very cool i really like the way that they did it there are certain moments that there was one particular moment where i was like oh like we were kind of like vibing in a really negative way right here in the beginning and then like a certain mission happened and then like we kind of sat down and like the way that that character was interacting with me suddenly really changed and it almost seemed like too sudden but um i don't know if that's like like a weird thing of like it's an open world game and you can kind of approach missions at different times 
So I don't know if maybe, like, if I had done another mission, maybe it would have, like, not been as uh, jarring. Or maybe that's just how it was, and that's how they made that. Um, But, like, overall, like, the progression of of that arc and and that relationship is super cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe everyone just doesn't love you, Dan. Okay? I mean, listen, I was being nice V. I was being a nice nice lady, all right? No, that's really shocking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You You don't think I'm a nice V? No? Oh, I'm sure you are. I'm sure, like, you pick every option that is, like, choose to cry over them saying, do you want coffee? Choose to would, cry. You would I don't select think, that. I don't think there's crying Press in X this to world. cry. I don't think there's crying in this world. I think if anyone cries in this world, they literally get shot in the face. Just, yeah. You know? This or world has no rules. Themselves because I play an arrogant corporate suit, so yeah. I, I dish it a lot. Well, I'm looking forward to. I, I got to get through at least one of the storylines. That's my goal. Sometime in the next two, three weeks, whenever we start debating best story and best overall game, I wanna, I wanna have this one wrapped up enough that I can, uh, at least chime in on it. And uh, anyway, we'll we'll see what happens there. I did want to mention one other game before we do some headlines and wrap this thing up for this week. Um, so I got Death Stranding. Uh, someone outside? What just happened? No, that was <laughs> a breeze. Yeah. Okay. Strong, sound like strong winds. Sound like someone okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, at Derek's recommendation, because it is on sale, and again, the Epic Store ten dollar coupon is an amazing deal. Every purchase you make over fifteen bucks, you get another ten dollar coupon, and it just keeps resetting. It's crazy. So anyway, I got Death Stranding for twenty bucks on PC. I didn't own it before. I think Derek had it on PS4, but I had never downloaded and played it there. Um, well, I bought it like hard copy. Oh, oh okay. wait, so no, I did eventually buy it digital, I think. I yeah. just never played it digital. I know I missed it last year. And, um, so the short version is, because I've only played it for you know two, three hours maybe, the short version is it's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. And I don't know if this yeah. is true on the PS4 either, but I'm playing it on PC. I've got it all on really high settings and DLSS on. So I'm playing on ultra performance mode. Just wanted to see like the most frames per second possible with the highest resolution possible. I switched it to quality as well just to see the difference. No matter how you play it, with performance or quality, it is so pretty. Everything. It's, it's a fantastic engine. It's the, the same water, engine as yeah. um, Horizon yep. Zero Dawn. So. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah. it looks so... I mean, but it looks photorealistic at times. There are other yeah. times when it's like, okay, they just kind of colored this ground green. Got it. But that's not very often. Usually it's just so pretty. And then the music kicks in. They've got all these different artists and bands. They had create tunes as you're traveling. Uh, especially at the beginning, your first major delivery do, which is kind of a very, very weird, very heavy delivery they have you make. It's like, this is odd, the thing that they strap to your back right towards the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then they start playing tunes for you as you're slowly trudging your way. And it takes like 20 legit, 30, 20, 30 minutes to actually walk up to this place with this yep. thing on your back. Yep. And while I don't necessarily, it hasn't yet clicked with like, oh, this game is super fun. That hasn't clicked. I know some people say it takes a little while for the fun. Like, oh, now I get, I'm get, i in the rhythm of how this works. But I do see the appeal. I see the appeal of the visuals, the setting. This is a very strange game about super yeah. futuristic, dangerous delivery services. Is basically <laughs> what it is. It's, it's like King of, King of Queens 2020 or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very Kojima. It's very uh, Kojima. It's, it's very out there. But um, already, already their performances are kill are they're, they're just killing it, and so I and I knew that was the case from what yeah. all I had watched and read about it, um, but I don't understand any of it. 
It none of it makes sense. None of it makes any sense. They're talking about things that's like, all right, maybe by the end of the game I'll recognize what that thing is, and then I'll wish at the beginning I had known that because then I would understand this conversation a little better. It's just one of those things where they create, um, you know, it's in the future. There's all these new threats, all these new events that happen. The way things have gone down, these enemies you have to face. There's acronyms for stuff, yeah. and and I get that they just want you to kind of pick up mid stride and go with it, and you'll eventually understand pieces of it. But that can be a little frustrating when the gameplay is also so unique and it's also yeah. enticing and, and interesting and yet they kind of hold you at arm's length. It's almost like they don't want you to understand much of it at the beginning. They just want well, you to press forward. Again, very Kojima. That's very Kojima. <laughs> Kojima doesn't want you to know anything until like the last like 10 minutes. Correct. That was the same yeah. with even with Metal Gear Solid 5. You know, I played all the Metal Gear games except for 4 because I never had a PS3. So I played all of them except for 4. I felt like I kind of understood most of Metal Gear stuff. I kind of got the gist of it. And even then, he wanted to throw it, you know, turn it all on its head at the end, which he did, um, which I liked. But anyway, all that to say, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep playing this one in between stuff. Uh, I'll probably step back from it while I try to catch up for Game of the Year discussion. But then once that happens, I do see myself putting some more time into it. It's also just so pretty. It really is. Um, yeah. It really it looks good. Um, uh, yeah. Could I, um, in case you had another thing. That, that was it. Me. That's okay. it. Just death. I mean, Death Training and Pathless are the main two that I'm playing. So I just want to throw out there while you guys are playing it. Um, there. Uh, absolute must uh oh, for cyberpunk? yes for cyberpunk sorry okay. cyberpunk 2077 a side quest you absolutely have to do um if you can find it on the map it's called sinner man so obviously like sinner like angry angry sinner ang- like, angry god evil like sinners re- religious stuff okay uh, a very re- heavily religious themed <laughs> mission um story arc um You'll get to a certain part where you might think you should shoot. You can if you want, but I urge you not to shoot. Let it let the story unfold. Or not. Go ahead and blow someone's head off if you want. Let the no. story unfold. Do the mission. And then there's a second half to the mission. And it ends. It's heavy, dude. <laughs> you do something and it's yeah, it's very heavy. So very well, interesting. Push square to cry. Press square. <laughs> No, but you'll be pushing square to do something else, and I'm not going to tell you, but it's pretty messed up. So, <laughs> interesting. Push uh, X to shoot. Push square it's like to cry. Call of Duty when it's like press X to pay respects. All right, I'll pay my respects. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what was your cho- What was your option? Because you there's no other option. Away? It's like I know. You walk up to the coffin at a funeral. Press X what, to pay respects. What if no. my X bus button was missing though? What would I do? You, you would just be standing there. Then you're disrespectful, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, Sinner Man, do that mission. All right, good call out. I, uh, I just want to add on before you move on real quick about Death Stranding. So yeah. I own it on PS4 Pro, and I did buy it on PC. I texted Tim, and I was like, you got to buy this game. Yeah. But um, even if you don't like the game, you just need to look at it. It's worth $20 to look at. Oh. So PS4 Pro, it is native 4K, and it's basically the equivalent of, I believe, uh, Digital Foundry said, medium settings for PC. When I booted up on my my amazing, holy 4K monitor with DLSS, and I did the same thing as you. I put it on, like, ultra settings and then put it at ultra performance. Yes. And then I changed it to quality, which quality looks... My God, I was like, am I playing a game or is this real <laughs> yeah. life? Like, 
Yeah. It's Sam Porter in my house. Like this, yeah. it is amazing on PC. Like th- what they did with this port, which is all I've ever heard about this, is that Death Stranding is one of the best ports ever from console to PC. And it, it really is. It, it looks great on PS4 PC. Pro. It looks absolutely great. That's actually why I didn't buy it on PC. Is I was like, it's already native 4K on um, PS4 Pro. And I don't need 60 frames per second for this game wrong it looks <laughs> so much better like i don't even want to touch the ps4 pro it looks really good really really good uh there's also some cyberpunk crossover thing happening with right now because of 505 games yeah hey, um, i don't know what that's about i don't so, know what it is i didn't look it's something to do with some equipment it's i guess just, you can get just, ah. yeah it's just okay. stuff with cyberpunk on it yeah so all right well there wasn't of course not a ton of news everyone's on vacation but there's some there's some worth talking about um from nintendo the big thing there is just they've been having crazy sales so if you've got a switch go check out your eShop. you've got so many great sales to choose from even from some of their major major releases so it's worth taking a look there if you've been waiting on nintendo games to drop in price they've been low for weeks so you might have missed some but there's still a lot to select from um one of the mentions real quick did we mention last week that Donkey Kong Country 3 is on the uh, Super Nintendo catalog? Donkey Kong Country 3, Super Nintendo, that's right. I yep. know uh, Gaston doesn't want to believe me that it's the best Donkey Kong Country game, but it is. So. It's really fun. It's, it's got the, best, some of the one. best It's got some of the best level design. That's come from someone who loves 1 and 2 as well. It's really I mean, good. you could argue 2 might have better ones, but like the thing is, like the way that they approach uh, Donkey Kong Country 3, like yeah, the world, how you has progress... The baby. Well, yeah, yeah, Kitty Kong that you yeah. can literally, so as Dixie can like grab with her ponytail and just like hurl into the air and just so smash funny. into things. Yeah. But like, what I love, what I love most about that game is like the way that you actually navigate the, that like overworld. Like, it's just it's so addictive, dude. Because like, remind you, me you what s- that navigation is. It's been a while. What is it? So you know how like in most of them. Um, like a map in the first two it's basically like it's like a dot and you go to the next dot the next dot next dot that is the case when you're in like the level you go to the level but like outside of that basically there's like an overworld and like you start off with like a little dinky boat and then you go to like sort of the first little section of land there and then eventually you get like you find like a piece to upgrade to um a hovercraft i don't remember this at all what I don't remember this at all. This is crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, as you're progressing through the game, you're finding new parts to upgrade to, like, get a new vehicle to get to the next section. Um, And then, like, the secret bonus world is also hidden. So, like, you can literally play this entire game and not know how to unlock that, and you don't even get access to the hidden world, which actually um, has the real ending because you need to get all the DK coins or the... um, for, with the banana birds yeah 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 to get the, yeah that game is awesome dude so. that game is great i just remember the some of the levels being great yeah. really creative and of course with the baby and with dixie kong the way they team up i always thought that was really cool the way they did that but um, my wife and i love those games we haven't played them of course in years but back on the wii we played through all of them dude i'm, um, I'm honestly go back and play it it's it's so good yeah so i've good. heard i i have replayed the other two and they do hold up a little bit of nostalgia attached yeah. to it of course but yeah. um but yeah nintendo does have some good sales you probably missed some of them but there's still some good stuff there um and what i do like is they've also up- updated the 
eShop enough that you can do some nice filtering. So you can go into a filter view and sort them by release date or price low to high. And those are very basic things, but they actually have that now if you haven't checked it in a long time. And they also tell you right beside the game how much time is left on that sale. So it's like, hey, 14 more days on the sale or two more hours on the sale or whatever. So that's nice too. Um, nice. Sony announced their PS Plus games for January, which are amazing. I mean, they just absolutely put the Games for Gold selection to shame. So actually, let me do the Games for Gold selection first. Uh, we've got Little Nightmares, King of Fighters 13, Breakdown, and Dead Rising. I'm not saying oh. those are bad games. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Little Nightmares is pretty cool. I'm not saying they're bad games. Because if you like fighters, I've heard King of Fighters 13 is fun. Whatever. That's totally fine. But PlayStation Plus uh, subscribers, they'll get... Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Maneater, and Greedfall. I mean, Our... Greedfall, right? I mean, come on, Eric. <laughs> Greedfall. Now, Shadow of the Tomb Raider huh? is just like <laughs> top-tier, triple-A, fantastic game. And then Maneater and Greedfall are both like really fun for what they are. I mean, if you just if you don't, if you can like let some glitchiness and maybe not the best visuals in the world, if you can let some of that go, you can have a lot of fun with both of those games. So anyway, I just think the PS Plus selection is way no, better. No, nothing, Derek? No, no reaction? No. Nothing. About what? I mean, Greedfall. It's your. That's your like, like if that was like the the top woman in the world you could sleep with. Like that's <laughs> that's what it, Greedfall is to you. All right. Uh... You just want to shove your face in between those greed boobies and just go. <laughs> 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 no, you're not wrong. Greed call that. You want to fall. Like you want to fall. Boating. <laughs> it's greed what? It's greed boating. Greed boating. There you go. Greed boating. Yeah. Falling in I mean, nobody, nobody's gonna play it. I, I mean, only me and Jesse White played it. Maybe a couple others. I'll give it that a shot eventually. So. I'll, I'll definitely now. give it a shot. It's free. It's Actually, most free. people that have played it that I've seen, of course, there are people that don't like it, but that I, I've seen, they liked it because it, as long as you go into it with realistic expectation that this is a modern version, but not a AAA version of it, uh, of old school like Bioware type. RPGs, it's really good, and the ending has a good payoff. Like it, it, you don't feel like, oh, this was just a cheesy story. Like your decisions matter. Like how you talk to people, how you treat people, the decisions you make matter, and that is important to me when I play a game. And, and you get to run with a stick up your butt the entire game. It's amazing. Yeah, the running is absolutely terrible. And I game. cry in the game. Can I make that choice? Yeah, can you cry? No, that's actually why I like the game is because it's a manly yeah, no, game. Not, no not crying. It. Not there playing. are no emotions or feelings. Not playing. No Tom playing. Hanks actually endorses this game. There's no crying in Greedfall. <laughs> um, all right, so I did want to highlight a couple other news stories, and then maybe these are a little outdated now. I don't know. Whatever. Um, we've talked a lot about cyberpunk and it sounds if you can't tell the general vibe from the three of us is very positive and that's also from dan who's played it way more than me or derek so um so i think that's what should take away is that cyberpunk is a very high quality game that being said cdpr is not out of the woods by any stretch in terms of all the trouble they're in all the backlash is still not on the playstation store they're thinking maybe in january hopefully february it'll come back um that's not until they fix it on the ps4 at least um so these threatened lawsuits are actually happening, and uh, CD Projekt is being taken to court in the U.S. over claims that the bug-ridden state of Cyberpunk's PS4 and Xbox One releases were hidden from investors, causing them to incur losses. So the company has responded, though, saying, we're going to take action, and we're going to defend ourselves vigorously. So they feel like it's an unfair lawsuit, and, of course, their investors feel like... So 
they've lost money unfairly. So is, so. is it the investors that's suing? Yeah, them? yeah that's what it sounds like. Okay. Gotcha. Which is crazy to me because this game has broken all kinds of records with sales. Like, I know fans are disappointed. Yeah, but it, it, like, CDPR dropped, like, huge on the market. And yeah. that's yeah. where they're invested. It'll so. recover. It'll recover. But whatever. That's this a, that is, is more about just making a point. It is. You're right. So we'll see what happens there. We'll follow along with that as it happens. I'm still a big CDPR fan. Like, yeah, maybe they could have handled things better. Maybe with all the success they've had in the last five-plus years – you know, yeah, maybe they weren't quite ready for this. Yeah. And that's fair to say. But anyway, we've talked at length about what we think they should have done and whatever else. Hopefully this uh, does not cripple them. Hopefully they can get through this one. All right. Wanted to read off some of these real quick before we wrap things up for this week. Um, and I found this blog. Don't know how accurate this is. So take this with a grain of salt. The, blog, the blogger calls himself, calls his blog the Game of the Year Picks blog. What he does is every year, and I think throughout the year he does stuff like this too, he just tracks all the picks from every outlet he can find. So mm. like every major and minor video game outlet, here's their Game of the Year selections. And so some haven't made them yet. Places like Giant Bomb or Easy Allies, they haven't made their selections yet. Um, their episodes probably come out here in the next few weeks for those. But most most places have made their picks. And so I thought I would give you guys a rundown of what games are winning game of the year just based on sheer numbers of picks. So we'll start at the bottom. There are several games, there are six games actually, that got picked once, just mostly by smaller outlets. And from what I can tell, some of these are niche outlets. Some of them are like, we specialize in indie games. So of course they're going to pick an indie winner. But take that with a grain of salt. Here we go. Here are the ones that have won one game of the year award. Yakuza Like a Dragon was picked. Spirit <coughs> wow. Bearer. Uh, someone picked Spirit Fair. I'm actually surprised Spirit Fair didn't win more than that um, from some of the smaller places. But uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin won. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps was picked once. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, one place picked that. And then Assassin's Creed Valhalla was picked as a Game of the Year wow. from one of these places. And by the way, the numbers get up in like well over 100. So, All right. Uh, with two selections from two different outlets, it's Microsoft Flight Simulator was picked as Game of the Year by two different places. Uh, both of them are Pilot's websites. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Pilot's websites. Is that, is that a probably? It's honestly probably PC. We, we only review games about piloting. All right. Um, Doom Eternal won four Game of the Year picks from various outlets. Half-Life Alex won seven. A few of those pretty significant, actually, because I'm pretty sure it was... Was it... Game spot that picked them. It was a pretty big one that picked them as well. Picked Half Life Alex. They didn't get that many, but they got some significant ones. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake was picked nine times. All foul. Different outlets. Much nine like Trump. Idiots. Much like much like Trump, this election was rigged. All right. You want to recount? These counts, these votes don't aren't reflective of what's really okay. Just never mind. Well, sure. out of the nine that voted, eight of them were dead. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they and died the last, like 50 years ago. It's crazy. And the last one's an illegal. So. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 finished with 12 picks for Game of the Year. That's significant to me for several reasons. Not The smallest of which is not that it's under all this fire right now for you know the performance on certain consoles. But also it came out so late. You know, This was yeah. a pretty yeah. late release. And a lot of these outlets released their lists in November or early December. So the fact that they got 12 to me is a pretty big deal. Ghost of Tsushima got 13 picks for game of the year. 
Animal Crossing New Horizons also got 13 picks for Game of the Year. Try hard, am I right, guys? <laughs> um, Hades got 31 picks. That's and cool. The Last of Us Part Two got 102 picks for Game of the <laughs> but Year. But that game is sexist, and it's anti-PC. <laughs> it's not woke, or it's trying to be woke. I don't really, I don't remember. But it's all the things I hate. <laughs> it's part of the problem. Um, so there you go. There was some of the counts from some of the Game of the Year picks. I mean, not very surprising to me. Is that list surprising to you guys at all? Uh. I was surprised Ghost of Tsushima only got 13 if Cyberpunk got 12. Yep. I legit I thought it would be higher. I legitimately think remakes should have more, but I mean, you know, take my opinion with a grain of salt because I am biased. <laughs> Let me ask you this, which let's just pretend Last of Us Part 2 got delayed to 2021. Mm. Would this be a runaway for a game like Hades that was kind of a surprise hit? Well, I mean, based off of this, well, you'd have to count those votes towards. But things. yeah, I'm wondering, like, would Cyberpunk, Ghost, and Final Fantasy VII, maybe even like Doom Eternal or something like that, have gotten huge boosts because Last of Us Part Two is not on the table? So I do That's, wonder that. Yeah, it depends on what really, what is making their decision to choose that game. Like, what are they picking? Is it the visuals? Is it the story? Is it you know? It's probably all of it. You know. X Y Z. So. Yep. I mean, that's not the case. That's a very big hypothetical because Last of Us Part Two definitely arrived and uh, made some waves. So we'll see if we are part of the. Are we? Are we part of the crowd? Okay. Are we sheep? Are we going to pick Last of Us Part Two, <laughs> or do we think differently? You know, are we like Apple? Do we think different? And we, do, we do think. We I do think, think the more tryhards are the Hades crew. Yeah, I don't think so. I think the Animal Crossing folks are more tryhards. Okay. All right. No. Listen. Hades was... It was good, but it's not game listen, of the year. 2020 Hades was is an almost perfect video game. What'd you say? I said 2020 was a terrible year, but we were saved by Animal Crossing. So everything's fine. No That's F20. True. No F2020. I think, I think Animal Crossing gives people a lot of warm and fuzzy feelings for good reason. And that's why a lot Animal of Crossing is like Trump. It just feels so good and so right, <laughs> so comforting. Don't 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 put the same the two of them. You can the hate on Trump. That's my boy. I'm yeah. gonna wear a Trump T-shirt all 2021. It's all right. He's gonna be running again in 2024. It's gonna be I great. I mean, you can wear whatever you want, but voter fraud. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, uh, this well, episode's getting flagged now. <laughs> this episode's totally getting flagged. We just, one of us showed some sort of, whether it was tongue in cheek or not, support for Trump. We're done. We're getting removed from the channel. Voter fraud. Yep. We are done. Uh, all right. Well, that's, speaking of we are done, we're going to go ahead and call this episode as well. And then we'll okay. regroup next week. I do want to do, it's one that we've kind of had on the back burner for a few weeks now, but it's not like a high priority. But if you guys remember a couple months ago, we've done a couple tournaments of best games of 2010 and 2011. I want to do that with 2012 because that year has some absolute crazy hits. And it'd be interesting to see what survives a tournament there with 2012. So we'll do that. If not next week, then maybe the weeks that follow some game of the year stuff. But as a reminder, if you haven't voted yet, we still got, I think I'll leave it up for another uh, week and a half, maybe two weeks for voting. So you can go, just go to Facebook and look for the Current Gen Podcast, and you'll see it pinned at the top of our page there. Um, or you could always just shoot us a message, uh, currentgenpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll wanna, uh, send you a link. just want to add an addendum to that. Just remember um, that when you're voting, you vote for the right game, and that's the one that has the word final and fantasy in it. So just, just throwing it out there. I only have <laughs> that, that under, 
I only have it under the remaster category. A remake, it was okay. a good game. Okay. It was okay. I'm going to uppercut both of you in the grundle. So. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <both of> <laughs> it's going to be worse for you than me. Just I think. a fiery Shoryuken just right in the grundle. Ouch. I, I have gotten some questions about what determines remake, remaster. We'll talk more about that with Game of the Year stuff, but the short version is this, and we've talked about this already on the show. If it's in general the same experience that already existed, regardless of whether or not they rebuilt the code or whatever else. It's kind of like, hey, we re-recorded the song. Oh, did you add a verse? Has it got a new chorus? You added, you know, nope. Same song, we just re-recorded it with newer equipment. Okay, cool. It's going to sound better, but same song. I feel like that way about the video games as well. For the most part, those deserve recognition. We'll put them in a category called Best Remaster, Remake, Re-Release. And they, we, you can vote for your favorite there. Things like Resident Evil 3, Final Fantasy VII Remake, that does not fall in that category. Those games are totally different. Uh, in various ways from their originals. They they maintain some things, but you could make an argument they're very different game experiences. But They're a different experience when you play them. It but is a like, subjective... They maintain basically everything else. But they, It's a subjective take. That's just the way I approach it, and I think Derek and Dan in general agree with that. We're always going to disagree on certain <clears throat> games if they fall in that category, but in general, we're trying to make it be like, hey, is this a brand new game experience or is this pretty much the same thing? It's, so. it's, it is it's actually legitimately tricky with 7 Remake because we don't have the full picture because it's being broken up into parts. Correct. Um, but as, as it is right now, as a standalone game from 2020, yeah. it is a completely different yeah. experience. Yeah, and I already said that. Like, You only know it's being broken up in parts because you've played the original. If they were just to release this as Final Fantasy 16, yep, you wouldn't know that. You'd be like, all right, I think I'm playing a full story. Yeah, different characters and all that stuff, and you know, name things differently. Yep. My point is, and it's supportive of Final Fantasy 7, is that it's a full game. It's it's a full game. People focus too much on what they already know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for taking time to chat this week, and we'll chat with you next time. I think we got one more week of normal episode, and then we'll, we'll probably jump into game of the year after that. So, happy new year, everybody. Talk to you soon. F twenty twenty. Trump. <laughs>